With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. How are you guys doing? Today's episode is sponsored by Atlas VPN and Established Title. So I saw some stuff this morning while I was uh, doing the research for today's episode that the Ukrainian government wanted the world to know that whoever is actually talking about a possible pause in hostilities due to the freezing temperatures in the winter months have never likely sunbathed in January on the southern coast of Crimea. That was probably one of the best ways to let the Russians know that they have no intent on stopping anything in the south over some chilly days and some frozen ground. A pause is exactly what the Russians are wanting, though. Like 100% they want a pause, they want negotiations, this is starting to actually come to a little bit of fruition. Now, in other news, the United States has spent roughly five, I think it's actually not roughly, it is 5.6% of its defense budget to destroy nearly half of Russia's conventional military capability. Yes, 5.6% to destroy half of their entire conventional. This is pretty nuts. That right there seems well worth everything we are doing inside of Ukraine just for the simple fact we are putting the Russians to their knees and stopping their ability to really take over a country that, well, isn't theirs. The United States defense budget, by the way, for 2022 alone, just 2022 alone, is $715 billion. So by facilitating Ukraine with all these supplies, they have needed to actually, well, they've what they have done is essentially eroded and degraded the entire conventional side of the Russian military. The entire GDP for the Western side, like all the Western countries, okay, all of them, like that are currently supplying Ukraine with weapons, all right, just so you know, the entire GDP is $40 trillion, $40 trillion. Russia's is $1.8 trillion. So I'm bringing this up because there's no physically, like there's no possible like way for the, for the Russian government to outspend the West, clearly. And honestly, they couldn't even outspend America by itself. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because America has spent, like I said, 5.6% of its defense GDP, okay, like all of it, to take out roughly $150 billion worth of Russian equipment, which is 3x return without losing a single American life. It's pretty astounding when you think about it. Like, taking out that much Russian stuff by not even having to use a, a American citizen or a American soldier to do something is pretty crazy. And just by looking at the numbers by this war, it will end up bankrupting Russia. There's no doubt over, over, over time, and, and there's no way that Russia could actually stop it from happening, by the way. Because, for one, there's a vote coming up here in the next couple of days that is going to deem them as a terrorist state, which would effectively then cut them off from the completely, like, entirely from the planet. So, I have, when, when you start running the numbers, and I was reading an article about it, and this made me brought it up. When we start reading the numbers and you're looking into it, there's financially no way for, for them to, do, to continue. I, I really don't see how it could be a thing. Like, I really don't. I, you're just going to run out of money. All, this, all these accounts have been frozen. You can, you can only do so much printing of money until you turn into Venezuela times two. It just, it just doesn't really make any sense on how they could be able to afford it. But the real question I have is how long will the civilian population inside of Russia believe the things that we see here on this channel, like what I'm showing you guys? Mm. 
Зато по телевизору следят. Все охуительно, все охуительно. Одно ну, долго, да. одно долго. Блять, аж бесит, аж неохота новости включать, смотреть. Вот, да, уже люди, под... люди уже и не включают уже, Ну, вот подвели там два БМП, там пять БМП, mm -hmm. там два танка, три танка, триста ВСУ, наемников. Да, блядь, вы скажите, сколько наших погибло за сутки, ебаный в рот. Скажите же, блядь. Да не уже, говорят, у, у нас слухи уже 80 тысяч уже погибло. Да все может быть, да. Все может быть. Ну, вроде мобилизация хоть прекратилась, мотив не беру. Ну, это пока на время, на зиму. Пока. Да, да, да. Да, не скорее всего, это ж призыв уехали, пока сейчас призыв. Наберутся, блядь, молодняка. Да, молодняк сейчас что-то же. Много кто не пойдет. Единственное, те, кто у кого не родина, не мамы, на тебе может контракт подпишут. Ну, да. ну, это, блядь, 2% от всего. Ну, да. I mean, maybe next time this year, Putin won't even be in the Kremlin anymore, and things will be completely different. Like, maybe that might be a thing. Maybe the people inside of Russia will see the light and, and say, my God, this sucks not being allowed to leave this country. Or, man, it really sucks not being able to feed my family today. That, that, that could be a thing. And I got some clips we're going to show you guys here later on where you guys can see the entire, I'm not going to say the agenda being transferred, uh, change because it's really not but like the shift in emotions of the people who are speaking daily on russians tv developed by top cybersecurity specialists and it engineers in 2019 atlas vpn was created to make the internet accessible and secure for everyone currently it has more than six million users worldwide this is the best vpn deal on the market enjoy the most affordable online protection for just a dollar 70 a month plus six months extra with a 30 day Money back guarantee. You unlock all your content from all over the world. You can't access friends or other like awesome legendary shows on Netflix while being abroad. Hey, guess what? That's not a problem. Atlas VPN has you covered. While we were in Belgium, my, my wife wanted to watch a show that had like, I, I can't remember the name of it, but the doctor, he had Down syndrome. She really wanted to watch it. I, that's all I remember about it. I, I was like watching bits and pieces of it. And the only way she was able to watch it was because we had Atlas VPN. You guys can also keep your Google searches in private, looking for something on Google while, with, with Atlas. Guess what? You can search the entire web. What do you think? You get your real and organic search results and you do it without being tracked. No one is tracking your activity. Stop ads and malware. Atlas VPN blocks every single malicious links, ads and trackers and notifies you when someone is trying to steal your data and you save a bunch of money while shopping online. You get the best deals while shopping, including like Netflix subscriptions and Spotify, airlines and hotels and more. Protect unlimited devices with one single subscription. Yes, one subscription. Protect everything. Hey, all you got to do. Click the link in the very top description. Steel Black Friday deals are going on right now because you guys can get Atlas VPN Premium for $1.70 per month with six months extra with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Yes, that is right. You guys can get Atlas VPN Premium right now for $1.70 a month plus six months extra with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's Atlas VPN's best offer of the year, so make sure to check it out by clicking the link at the very top of the description. It's a limited time offer. But here recently, though, we, we're seeing these, these random times where the Russians are actually utilizing the thing between their ears. It's not often it happens, but this time they're doing it. Выравнивали линию фронта в Харькове или что мы там делали? Перегруппировались. Перегруппировались. А мы думали, что мы приближаем 
линию огневого поражения к нашим границам. Но стыдитесь. А сейчас, почему мы, например, сто раз я спрашиваю, почему не поставить вопрос? Обстреливайте, Харьков будет уничтожен. Вот, Просто э, стереть лица земли. Да. Киев это... будет уничтожен. Это а надо... мы каждый раз говорим, да. нет, ну не... если они захотят войти сейчас в Белгород или в Курс, у нас да. что, там войска стоят? Да. У нас там готовые линии обороны? Мы будем аплодировать да. и говорить, нет, нет, не смейте. Да. Думаю, все встанет и скажет, этого нельзя делать. Ну да, вот в том-то и дело. Вот мы... He's so back and forth on the war right now inside of Ukraine. And we've seen this mood change every single day in regards to how he views this thing. Some days he's rampant, he's throwing stuff, he's, he's mad. I mean, I've sh I, there's been some clips I wanted to show you guys, but I can't actually put them on YouTube due to what he actually calls people. Like it's, and he's saying this in public, like on national, t like on live TV. And you're like, man, I can't even put that on YouTube for God's sakes because they ding my channel. Like the stuff he's saying, like, it's like, what the, what he's calling people. One thing I do know for sure, and for certain he is okay with, is using a nuke to destroy any side of city inside of Ukraine. Like, he despises the leadership in the Russian military right now, he does. And he's asked for them to literally off themselves if they don't succeed. And he thinks that Berlin is also a part of Russia. Мы за Дарью Дугину отомстили? Вот, Нет. Вот, вот я тебе и говорю. Мы а за Крымский мост исполнителя уничтожили. И тогда они хотя бы бояться будут. Они же тоже люди. Вы бояться будете. Да не бояться Ну да. На двадцатке, не стесняясь, уже Зеленский говорит в этой своей 20-минутной речи, что э, никаких Минсков. Все, не рассчитывайте. Почему Зеленский так себя ведет? Потому что ему позволительно. Нет, да, потому да, что да, на линии да, фронта у нас да, нет подавляющего преимущества. Ну, ну, и потому что мы с лета находимся в... Обороне, при том вежливо говоря. Not... My God, he is going on. Like, he's getting, getting, like this guy right now. They, they, they're currently having a single lick of leverage, okay, with regards to negotiation powers with Ukraine. You really think that Ukrainian people right now want to come to any sort of agreement with the Russians over the last nine months, eight to nine months or so? Like, do you really think they're going to? Like, do you not think that the Ukrainians realize they have the Russians on their heels? And the main host actually knows this. It's almost like he is he's also tired of people saying the same thing we've been we've been hearing. Just empty threats over and over again. Like these threats are either they're not really followed through for I think two reasons. One, the Russians do not have the capability to strike the Ukrainians like they claim to, which is a real consideration. Or number two, they're scared of what the actual NATO response would look like. The actual NATO response. Very crucial. A real one. Okay. <laughs> Это не потребно, это не конструктивно, это преступно бомбить мирные города. Слова стереть с лица земли Харьков и Киев, они не должны быть сказаны, тем более в России. Никогда не было в истории войн, чтобы бомбежка мирного города, гражданского населения привела к каким-то результатам на поле боя. Их что, волнует? Когда это было? Ни в одной войне этого не было. Хорошо, тогда мы будем опять отвечать на уровне девочки-пятиклассницы, которая рыдает, что бомбят наши мирные города. Я этого не сказал. Не, ну такой же вариант. Нет. Если у тебя есть два варианта, у меня есть еще 20 других. И у меня есть 50 других. Вот. Но это не, не вариант бомбить город мирный, население. Но мы сначала предупредим, чтобы мирные вышли. Нельзя бомбить мирные города. Нет, это, это даже... Даже произносить такие вещи нельзя. Они Стереть мирные? город с лица земли – это непотребно. Нельзя этого произносить. 
Есть тысяча один способ, как воевать, не затрагивая мирное население. And I have never seen a moment on Russian TV like this when you could hear a pen drop in the room due to how awkward it just got. You could slice the tension with a butter knife, not like a good knife, a butter knife, one to smear that butter on your bread. You know what I mean? Like dull as heck. He is correct, though, if you look back in past wars, which one, well, if one were to do a little bit of research, one would realize no war has been won aimlessly just bombing civilian areas for no reason. Now, established titles is a fun and novel way to preserve the natural woodlands of Scotland while helping global reforestation efforts. It is a project based on a historic Scottish custom where landlords are referred to as lairds, lords, and ladies in English. Yes, that is right, a lord. That's what I am. Title packs give you guys one square foot of dedicated land with a unique plot number on a private estate in Edelston, Scotland, and a certificate like this one, an official one. Look at that. Mine says Lord Robert Turkle. They also plant a tree with every single order, and they work with global charities, One Tree Planted, and Trees for the Future to support that global reforestation effort. You could officially include the title of Lord and or Lady on your credit card, plane ticket, dating profiles, and it makes a great last-minute gift. We're coming up on Black Friday. We got big stuff coming right here. Go check them out. The first 200 people that purchase a title pack today using the link at the very top of the description effectively well you're going to be next to me within walking distance we're going to build our own little speak the truth kingdom all you got to do right now click the link top of the description use code truth to get an additional 10 percent off you go to establishedtitles.com forward slash truth to get the gifts and you help support the channel all you got to do is go to establishedtitles.com forward slash truth and use code truth to save an additional 10 percent hey go check them out this is a great last minute gift if I opened this up on Christmas Day, I'd be super excited. Wow, you guys got me a piece of land over there in Scotland? Now I got somewhere to go drink my whiskey. I love it. Go check them out. The link in the very top description. Thank you so much to Established Titles for sponsoring this portion of the episode. But on the other end of the spectrum, we have the Russians starting to create videos in an attempt to scare the upcoming troops into thinking it isn't right to go against the grain. And you'll be held accountable if you do so. Now, there is a second part of this video. This is literally the same one where the same thing happens as well. I'm not clearly sure if it is staged. 
Hold on, but I, I, I mean it's pretty much bad acting. Just another way for the Russian government to instill fear on these soldiers and to make them think otherwise. Can we just take a quick second, by the way, and overlay? I want you guys to see this again. Overlay some of the footage when the guy's being detained. Now, I want you guys to notice how bad of shape and how overweight the soldiers really are that are standing over there, and they're all looking different. That's the other thing I'm talking about. Discipline it drives me absolutely nuts. Everybody looks different. None of the clothes match. They don't, they're nothing, nobody is really at attention correctly. Some have weapons, some don't. Some have them slung on the left side, some have them slung on the right side. Nothing looks the same. Very disorganized, terrible military. It just goes back to discipline. Discipline is so crucial, and the Russians absolutely suck at it. Suck at it. They're terrible. Зачем делает это сегодня Россия? Ну, то есть, я не знаю, говорили у вас в этой студии или нет, но, конечно, мы понимаем прекрасно, что Россия в данный момент не желает, не хочет, а может быть, не может, предположим, вести тотальную войну до победы. Тотальную, катастрофическую, прямую, как каток, войну, которая должна завершиться пресловутой денацификацией и демилитаризацией и подписанием капитуляции. Поэтому она таким образом склоняет... Киев политический к переговорам. Как мне кажется, ну, то есть это, по-моему, это совершенно очевидно. Она склоняет Зеленского к переговорам, он переговаривать не хочет. А так просто для понимания, мы о чем хотим договориться с Зеленским? Мы, мы хотим начать переговорный процесс. С Зеленским? А, с Зеленским, без, безусловно, переговорный процесс. О том, Хотя мы сами говорим, что он не субъективен, и мало что решает вообще. Не Иначе бы наш МИД и иные инстанции не повторяли бы бесконечно, не воспроизводили эти мантры а, о том, что мы хотим немножко попереговариваться. Вот, ну, я понимаю, что стратегически нам важно затянуть ситуацию. Ну, нам важно. Понятно же, что... К наступательным действиям мы не готовы. Для того, чтобы наступать всерьез, нам, конечно, нужно вдвое увеличить группировку, как минимум, ну и так далее. Ну, то есть, ну, э, вот этими обстрелами, вот там тем нашим гражданам, которые особенно этому сильно радуются, патриотам, э, уважаемым мной, ну, короче, вот этими обстрелами войну не побеждают. Ну, то есть, вы должны сами понимать. Мы так не победим Киев, не склоним его капитуляции. Там, не... Это имеет исключительно узконаправленный смысл. Now this right here is clearly on a different show. They're going with the same talking points, essentially landed on the same outcome. You cannot win a war by striking, 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 oh crikey, striking civilian targets in Kiev. Переговоры. Хотя раньше, вот буквально еще вчера, мы ждали возвращения в Херсон и до сих пор ждем. А еще чуть раньше, в сентябре, в Харьковскую область, то есть таким образом мы согласны зафиксироваться по Днепру в той части, в которой Херсонская область. Увы, на какое-то какое время явно согласны. Увы, я, я предположить дальнейших планов не могу, но вот эти, они слишком прозрачны, чтобы они вслух не произнесли. Но просто не все это признают. Не все это признают. И не готовы признавать Никто это не признает. Дай Надо Бог, признать я ошибался, на официальном уровне, но, но тут очевидно. Но, понимаете, как начинались... Первые и вторые минские переговоры, еще промежуточные переговоры, они начинались, не, они начинались в результате жестких воинских побед. Я думаю, что если российская страна реально хочет переговоров, она, конечно, должна понимать, что ну, одними только вот этими ударами нашими замечательными мы к переговорам их не склоним. Для этого нужна еще подкрепляющая военная победа. А вы за что? Я Вы описываете понятно, гипотетическую позицию и... российской власти. Ну, я, я же не... Варшава. 
Да нет, не надо Варшаву. Нет, не надо, конечно, не надо Варшаву. Но все, все понятно, чего мы хотим. Там, да, и чего я хочу. Но надо это повторять, наверное, всякий раз. Конечно, я за снос политической системы в Киеве, за э, смену Зеленского, за юридическое наказание для всех людей, э, совершивших э, насилие над Украиной и сделавших из нее реально э, неонацистскую квазигосударственность. Это очевидно, но мы исходим из реальности. Вот в реальности надо, надо понимать, что они будут вымораживать свое население и никогда не будут его жалеть. Они не пойдут на переговоры на эти. Мы сейчас еще через неделю, еще через две, там, еще через какое-то время опять их закидаем, опять все погаснет, а он не будет переговариваться все равно. Вот. И, и, ну, то есть это те вещи, которые очевидны, которые надо проговорить, наверное, вслух. Потому что чудо не произойдет. Но к чему призываем? Закидать больше, круче? Я, как, бы, как это говорится, доброе слово плюс пистолет, кольта, да, весит больше. Уничтожение энергетической структуры плюс э, военные поражения, конечно, весит больше. А желательно, чтобы она была окончательным, потому что, ну, наверное, последнюю мысль надо говорить, потому что все равно придется довоевывать. Даже если мы заключим сейчас перемирие, нам неизбежно придется довоевывать эту историю до конца. СМ Хасабюрт 1997 года. Вот равно, ровно та же история перед нами стоит, но я думаю, что все это понимают. Ну, конечно, не мы такие одни умные. Понятно, что вот мы стоим перед очередным каким-то Хасабюртом, который придется потом доделать до финала. Все боятся при этом Минска-3. Страшно боятся. опасаются. А, дело в том, что... А... Ну и главное, в чем выгода для Зеленского сейчас заключать соглашение, если у него... Все так неплохо идет. Зеленскому не, не выгодно, конечно же. I am also not really sure why entirely the Russians are starting now to want to have these talks or even to bring them up. There's not a single Ukrainian I know or have ever spoken to that is willing to just give up. Every single one of them is willing to fight to the death to get rid of the Russians off their land. 100%. I don't think that the Russians are in the, the spot to actually be, hey, you know what? It's time for us to talk. It's time for us to have negotiations. We have to talk. So that's the best way to end this. No, that's the best way for you guys to end this. Now, though, there seems to be a possibility of a chance. Okay, there is going to be a chance. I don't know how true it is right now. I'm going to scroll down through here so you guys can see it. We're in the northern portion of the country. But I do believe there is a chance the, the Russians have given up a little bit more ground over here on this P-66 route right here. See this pocket? This is one of the ones we've been discussing a few times. I think it's actually been penetrated. That's a strange word to use here. But I think that this route has been penetrated one time in the last two to three weeks by the Ukrainians. But they did lose it. They lose this ground back. And they're a pushback. There is a heavily fortified area all along this route. Okay. I'm going to wait for confirmation and verification. But I'm pretty sure there's a possibility the Ukrainians have pushed through and possibly cut this route. Maybe. Okay. This would be kind of a big deal. Okay, just going to throw that out there because this pocket's been churning away for a while trying to get to this route. If this does happen, the Russian engineers in this area are going to be in for a very long winter. They will have to use non-direct routes to make these roads connect Sivitov and Kremina. It's going to have to happen. They're going to have to actually make them. They cannot. These two areas have to stay connected in the winter months, especially to maintain running supplies for the men on the front. So this route is really important 
for both sides. Both sides need it. Both sides want it. Both sides understand this. Okay, the Ukrainians shifting north out of here just a little bit. I've also liberated another town um, in an area we haven't seen action for about a month. It's just north of Kupiansk. I've been able to actually, actually visually see this. It's in uh, Sinvikik Sin, Sin. I got this. Don't worry. I got this. Sin Kikvika. Sin Kikvika. Sink Ikva. Sink Ikva. Anyway, just know what the Kupians right here. Yes, I know if you guys are new to the channel. It should be a drinking game back in the day when they were it was back and forth and trying to figure out names. Oh my God, was it brutal for me. It was it was really brutal. But the names of towns, as long as you can find them, it's not a big deal. Okay. When we landed in France, we couldn't figure out what was going on either, as long as we could read a map. I'll tell you guys right now. And so there's another possibility. I bring this up because the Russians could starting uh, could be starting to excuse me rearrange some of their troops, which would give the Ukrainians the ability to actually liberate more of these areas in the coming weeks if they are shifting men out of here. Okay, I don't know how much fighting actually went on inside this area. I know the Russians that it would make sense for them to want to rotate men around. Like you don't want to sustain this really long. I mean, look how long this front is. It's right there. It's really difficult to maintain. And getting supplies through this entire area through the winter months. I mean, that's it. More that more goes into just holding ground than having enough troops. Okay, it's just some of this ground may not be feasible for them to hold. I don't know. We're gonna. I, I just wanted to let you guys know. Other than the fighting has been really heavy outside of Bakhmut, with nothing much to speak of in terms of uh, ground switching by either side or taken by the Russians or liberated by the Ukrainians. I do know the Ukrainians have been hitting every single railway they possibly can down the southern portion of the country. Okay. This looks like this this strategy we talked about in yesterday's episode is going to be a thing they're going to be utilizing moving forward. I told you guys, Kirsten, the only reason why they're able to to liberate so quick and so effectively is due to the fact they cut off all the supply routes running in to Kirsten. Remember that? They did it. It took them months to do it. But they liberated a massive chunk of land by just cutting off supply routes. Right now, they're targeting all of the railways. Uh, lines, not just the stations, but all the lines, just randomly throughout the southern portion of Ukraine, taking out these, these, uh, these. well, this is the most effective way for the Russians to get supplies in. That's literally it. Winter's coming, winter's came, hit the supply routes. It's going to force them to shift, shift their entire mo model. But anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Uh, not a lot going on the ground, but I thought I'd give you guys one today. Try to do them every single day. Sometimes it can be difficult, but I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. Catch you guys another day. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.